When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. I've made it, I'm back. Wow. Yeah, wow, wow, we. Great to be back in New Zealand on our fine shores. Morena, Aroha. Great to have you part of the team. That was slick. That was a slick operation you just ran right there. So thank you so much. And, uh, We'll get to know you throughout the morning. I'm sure everyone's interested at 8.40. We're going to get you on the airways and get a bit more of an understanding of... Uh, I know everyone that's in the SCNZ are very, very excited to have you a part of the team. So, welcome. Welcome. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Sam Williams of Little Avondale Stud, who had a, who had Rockin' Horse win the Newmarket G1 Handicap at Flemington, Levante ran a solid race for fourth place, but it was Little Avondale Stud and Katrina and Sam Williams. First Kiwis, Kiwi horse since 1987 to win the Group 1 at Flemington on Saturday. And, wow, you can go and get a bit of an understanding because when we when Home Affairs won and, and beat the, the best sprinters in Australia... You, you know, me and uh, myself and, and Baz were talking about it, chatting about it on Airways, how much of a freak Home Affairs is. Well, Home Affairs was nowhere to be seen in this race. It was mid-pack. And uh, so we're going to talk to them about uh, Rockin' Horse and paid 95 bucks. So hopefully someone got a piece of that. I know there was a text message on Friday talking about that horse and... Uh, if you did get on it, give us a text, double eight, double three. The rocking horse get you paid. What a run. What a run. So we're going to talk to Sam and Katrina Williams this morning. And then after that, we're going to follow in the, that conversation. We're going to chat to Storm Purvis, 
who will host a new show every Tuesday night, 8 p.m., called Centre Pass. Round one was full of surprises, so no doubt plenty to decipher. And she's going to come on the show and have a wee chat about what's coming up. So looking forward to chatting to Storm Purvis. And then Joey Wheeler, my fellow Sky Sport rugby expert, will come on and explain to me how the Chiefs came down here to my hood and broke the Crusaders' hearts. Also, how good is it seeing the Fijians in full flight pushing the Reds to the very end? I'll be absolutely honest, I've watched zero sport so Kempe's going to have to carry this show. <laughs> I arrived home last night at about 10.30 and oh, I feel like I should have been away for about two weeks with what we were able to achieve over in Australia. But I've had a blast. I'm back. A legend. We'll get, through, we'll get through these three hours. We'll have some fun. I'll share as much as I can and, and I'm allowed. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll have some fun. We'll have some fun. But morning team, Tony Kemp, Louie Hermawat, Kez, Joe, uh, and Aroha. Morning to everyone there. Oh, like always, give us a call anytime. 0800-150-811. Bang. Kempi, how are you, bro? Oh, to manahau parata. E mihi ana ki a koe. Aroha, i te atanei. Welcome to the show. And loved listening to your voice read the news out first thing this morning. Um, and Izzy, mate, the first thing I want to know, what did you say to the doggies, mate, in that, in that guest appearance? Told you. When Matty, eh? Matty Johns Matty organised Jones. you to go in there and, and speak to them, what did you say <laughs> to them? I want to know. I said, hey, why don't you go out there and play the most boring type of league game ever, 6-4. <laughs> It'll really get a run up and about. Blah, blah, blah. Look, honestly... Uh, Try New Vic's First Defence Nasal Spray, now eleven ninety nine at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. And we are here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past 6 o'clock. A huge weekend of sport, including the resumption of the NRL. And we had some commentary here on SENZ. The Warriors started their season. And how good was Kempe and Sammy Hewitt on the call? Oh, some stats that will bring you at the end of the game. Uh, not looking good. Uh, Kempe, 68% completion for the Warriors tonight. 68%, which is, uh, which is pretty dismal as the Dragons get the ball back with just 37 seconds left on the co- uh, clock. You can text us on double eight double three. <laughs> 20 seconds to play. Second half. Moses Sully, he's tried his hardest tonight. <laughs> Four tackle, the Dragons on halfway. And that's the siren. That is the siren. <laughs> the Warriors have fallen in round one. 28 points to 16. The Dragons have done it. Not a good start for the Warriors. Oh, mate, it's, it's even better second time around. Kempe, oh. uh, you ruined them. Oh, mate, mate, you know, you know when you you have one of those moments, and it's sort of you know with the, the sort of the, I guess the guts of the the, the conversation and the commentary had gone out of it because the Warriors had lost the game, and and mm. and Sammy threw that 
that um, clock call in there with, with a minute to go. Mate, I just lost it. I was like, you know, six yeah. days on the radio and it sort of just brought a yeah. tear to my eye. And he kept throwing, he tried to keep throwing at me <laughs> saying, mate, you need to talk because he he'd lost it. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. I, I texted Louie and I said, mate, you've got to listen to that footage, man. On te- I, I, that's the first time I heard it. Oh, geez, I, hope, yeah. I hope not too many people pick that up. <laughs> well, they would have now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> what, was it, what was he like? What was he like in the background? Because the thing with Randy, you can't see them. So what was he like? Was oh, he, see, I was fine. I was was fine. he baffled? Yeah, you know, in the studio. Rattled? Yeah. You know, in the studio here, I'm on those swivel chairs, so as soon as he said it, I swung straight around to look out the window. So, he, <laughs> But he must have seen my head bobbing up and down, you know, with laughter. So when I turned back around to get back, I sort of control, you know, got my composure back. I turned around to start talking, and he's leaning back on his seat with his mouth wide open, just gasping for air with laughing. And so I just lost it again, mate. That's when I came back on to try and talk, and I couldn't. So, you know, it, was a, uh, it, made my, it sort of made my night with the Warriors losing. Um, I'll tell you what, though, he's a good caller, Sammy. That's his first mm. first time calling um, footy. And the, it's really mm. hard with calling footy because I've called it with rugby union guys too um, previously, mm. and they tend to call it a lot slower. Sammy's pace was right on, mate. He was very, very good. So apart from that... I, I'm, I don't know. I was thinking, well, what do you say? You know, like one forty nine left mm. on the clock. What do you say? One forty nine left to play. I don't ever think he'll use clock again. To be serious, <laughs> oh, it, that's that's funny. It's funny, and just the react like when you hear silence. There's nothing better than silence after a forty and slip. A eh? like it's just like <laughs> dead. Everyone taking their time, and then you come back, and he's still up <laughs> in that high pitch. Honestly, honestly, commentary it is hard. It is an art. It is an art because the worst thing is you you can't rewind and go, mate. Can I do that again? <laughs> like it's live. You're right there, and, and everyone's listening, and some things just come out, and you don't even know why you said it. So um, yeah, well done, well done, Sammy, and well done to you, Kempi, for six day week, mate. Absolutely nailing it. And, uh, you know, he'll be right. Mahi man. Ever, ever again. He's mahi man. Love racing update coming up, Louis. Yes. Hey? Looking forward to this. Give us something. Give us something to look forward to later in the week because, well, I've got an absolute hiding on the paint and, uh, on the punt. Nothing even paint. You <laughs> made me do it, Sammy. Anyway, better get off while I uh, throw myself under the bus. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. CNZ 28 away from 27 even away from 7am this morning Sammy Williams of Little Avondale set up up after 7 o'clock we talked some netball as well with Storm Purvis so much to get through but yesterday Izzy while you were probably recovering in a hotel room in, in Melbourne and Kempe you were having your day off you had an open home moonlighting as a real estate agent as well good to see um, we went to the races. It was a quite a strange mm. weekend because, well, thanks to the Caracas sales, the Auckland Cup day and the group one, the Bone Crusher and the Sesema Stakes, it was on a Sunday. So it was a real treat waking up on a Sunday morning and going, oh, get to go to group one racing today. Like it was a real treat. And <laughs> even more of a treat, 
P Dub, Paul Wilcox at Ellerslie, Auckland Thoroughbred Racing, hooked us up with a table for the boys. So we went along, um, Kez, Joe, myself, a good crew there, and the boys. Karen, turn your mic on, mate. You um, you got to experience race day. You got to experience race day for your first time. What did you think about it, mate? Mate, absolute stunners. Yeah, big thank you to P-Dub and Louie, obviously, taking us down. But, mate, yeah, just, just absolute charm you know stories all day a great racing i mean had a terrible day on the punt until the last but what a stunner yeah it was wicked eh loving yeah, it that's it mate and just seeing kez and joe look at the horses and go gee they're big and and gee those jockeys are insane <laughs> it was um it was really really cool so thank you to everyone that made our day awesome yesterday the punt and the racing wow how about this lickety split Murray Baker, this could be his last Group 1 win, potentially. Uh, Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman, they got the Sassema Stakes at $10.80. Came up out of nowhere on the inside to knock off Dynastic, the Karaka Million winner. Mm. And I know the money came for Dynastic, despite Opie not riding. Uh, and Dynastic was huge, to be honest. Huge. And it'll win next start. Maven Bell was valiant in defeat as well, the filly, her first loss. But lickety split. Congratulations, all connections there. She's become a very valuable Philly and talking about a val- valuable mare, Coventina Bay mm. is a star, Kempi. Oh. She is a star from the Taranaki. Robbie Patterson, you couldn't get a better bloke, a more deserving bloke. And um, Grilzy, another group one, the partnership. I, I do th- feel for Sammy Collett, who moved over to Brisbane. She made that choice and she she had the great relationship with Coventina Bay. But two group ones, she's he, she's knocked off the chosen one and Vern and me, proper horses. This is a real mare. Yeah, and he'll probably take it back to Aussie too, I think, um, Robbie Wolk, just to see if he can get a couple of Group 1s after the, the last stint over there. But you, you're dead right, mate. I'd, look, I thought the chosen one, would, with its form, its Aussie form would be um, probably the the one to beat, which it was. And again, Louis, I just think we're not giving these, these horses in New Zealand enough um, credit. Um, where it's due, so mm. uh, good on Robbie. He'll be up at the gap at the moment with the boys. Listen to this. Listen to the show. Uh, well done, Robbie. And um, yeah, mate, enjoy your coffee. And and hopefully Al's got a little bit of whiskey or throw in that this morning for another group one. And we know how hard they are to get. Yeah, bingo, Kimpy. And and uh, the, look, I love group ones going to the regions. So it was awesome to see. And and then when you add in the Auckland Cup, went to Fraser Orette with you are a star, Billy Pin, Widamu Pin. He's riding super at the moment. I don't like backing him, but uh, maybe that's going to have to change because it seems like his one kilo claim as an apprentice at the moment is an absolute steal. He's locked in. He's riding superb. Um, that ride on Mascarpone a couple of weeks ago was, or two week, yeah, a week and a bit ago was just unreal. And you are a star in the Auckland Cup. I didn't have that. Concert Hall went huge for second. That might mm. be the last time we see her on a racetrack. And Fun Tonic, getting the punters paid in the last as well. It's Levin Classic Week and Oaks Week this week, so there's plenty to follow moving forward. Love Racing, Dottie and Zed, you're home for everything thoroughbred racing. Um, Izzy, did you did you manage to find a winner at Rose Hill? Oh, I had... Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I had... Uh, mm, what I had? I had? This one I had. She's Extreme in Race 2. Perfect. She's Extreme in Race 2. Yeah, so I got, I got one... And I had um, had a uh, multi, so I had Fangirl in my second mm. leg. Yeah. We all down. had Fangirl. <laughs> we had Fangirl, and then I had Skylab in race uh, race seven. That was my fourth um, leg, and then we I had a tissue for a place, 
Well, didn't even get out of the gates. So it was a tough day on the punt over there, but I had a I had a wee um, dabble yesterday, Louis, at Ellerslie. You wouldn't believe it. I was in the van to the airport watching it on my on my TAB app. Jeez, going, but um, had yeah, had no had no luck. Fun tonic was my only um, winner for the day. Had fun tonic. I took uh, amrolina and uh, mm. and uh, um, bone crusher, and it was no good. So, what happened there? What happened with Amberlina, mate? It was, um, it was some good... Oh, I don't know. She, look, Jamie, Jamie reckoned that she was ready for the 2,000 metres, and so you, you, you 100% you know she was, but for whatever reason, she's mm. she's a super savvy She's a She's a real good mare, but for whatever reason, she just has not been able to capture her absolute explosive best three-year-old self. And um, sometimes mares can do that in their four-year-old year, so we'll follow on. I'll tell you who I did see. Danielle Johnson hobbling around. It was great to see Danielle. She's yeah. an awesome spirit. So I had a good catch up with DJ at the races yesterday. She's actually she was selling her um, kettle and toaster because they're off to Hong Kong. And uh, she's, <laughs> she, she told me about how she's she's selling her stuff and they're sending a container ship up to Hong Kong, her and Jamie. And I saw Mark Walker and he's ready to rip back into the New Zealand training ranks. He said, thanks for getting me on the show, lads. I absolutely loved it last week. So it was good just to be around nice. the racing the racing folk again and, and rub your shoulders. And the last time at Ellerslie for probably 18 months, maybe two years. Mm. And they're developing that corner, aren't they? The, the, the whole thing. They're re- ripping the whole track up. They're putting a new track in there, refurb. Um, the redevelopment is on. They're selling the hill for a huge amount of money, mm. and I think we'll get more announcements on that soon. So Pukekohe, it's going to be a long taxi ride out wow. to Pukekohe, an expensive Uber back from the races from Pukekohe for the next wee while. So it was an emotional day, but great to send HQ, the old girl, off in style. Right, speaking about style. Izzy has a quizzy dag for you, but the thing is, he hasn't watched a single liquor sport over the weekend. So, your chance to take one up on the Quizmaster, the Ismaster. If you were going <laughs> to knock him off, it would be now. Give us Come a call. On. 0800 150 811. Get in touch. Quizzy dag. After this, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Good morning. Welcome in to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is over at the IPL. We'll be keeping you up to date with our. The skip is going, but for now, we've got Tony Kemp and Louis Hume-Watt really steering the ship today, doing a fantastic job. Anyway, we're going to get over to the quiz. It's time to get someone paid. We're going to get to Brenton. Morning, Brenton. Morning, brother. Morning, Brenton, bro. How was your weekend? Yeah, it was not too bad, apart from the uh, Warriors losing and... Yeah. Go right on the punt? Disappointing game? Nah. Nah. Nah, I had a bad day on the punt, mate. <laughs> Got a couple of bonus bets, that's all right. So did I, mate. Yeah, horrible, horrible. You know, yeah. We'll try and get you another one. Here we go. Ripping in. Like, who? Question number one. Who beat Who beat the reigning champions, the Northern Mystics, in round one of the ANZ Premiership? Oh, I don't know this one. I'm going to go Southern Steel. 
No, Brenton. Sorry. <sighs> Sorry about that, mate. Have a good have a good day, brother. Right. We're gonna go to Brett and Huntley. Hey. Morning, brothers. Morning. Morning, morning. Question number one, Brett. Who beat the reigning champions and all the mystics in round one of the ANZ Premiership? Well, I heard the wife yelling at the TV up the magic. Up the magic. <laughs> <laughs> nice, brother. Question number two. How many Paralympic medals has Adam Hall won in his career? Oh, in his career, they know. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave Kimpy out of it, but I'll say... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, what'd you say? Is it five? I, I said half a dozen. <laughs> oh, half a dozen. <laughs> Sorry, brother. It's not half well, a dozen, Brett. Thanks for calling in, bro. Sure. We're going to go to my sister-in-law, Brad Yule. Morning, <laughs> sis. <laughs> Mate, how good's his horse? I'm good. <laughs> Don't get so started on the tissue. Tissue, tissue. Nose full of snot. How did it run? How did it run? <laughs> worth the Don't trip, start, was it? Don't... Yeah, it was worth the trip. Yeah, it was. It was. Oi, here we go. How many Paralympic medals has Adam Hall won in his career? Uh, is phone a friend still an option? Of course. Yeah. Every day. Of course. Every day, phone a friend. Just, it's one of just the, not it, you, sir. It's one of the jerseys <laughs> a winger in rugby league wear. Oh, is it two? <laughs> there you go. There's your clue. <laughs> it's the other one, sis. Never mind. Go make, go make my sister breakfast. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> here, we, here we go. We're going to go to Zaid. Morning, Zaid. Good morning. Um, isn't it five? Oh, you know it that, Zaid. It is Zaid. Five. He never gets it wrong. Zaid. Zaid will eat this one up. Here we go. Who scored the Warriors' first try of their 2020, uh, 2022 NRL season? Wait, what was the question, sorry? Who scored the Warriors' first try of their 2022 NRL season? First try. Um, Two. It wasn't one. It wasn't Come on. Aikens, was it? Nah. Oh, no. Wait, nah. <laughs> nah, I wasn't waiting again, my brother. Sorry, Zay. <laughs> Thanks very much, Matt. Have a good day. We're going to go to Mike. Morning, Mike. Morning, guys. Morning, Mike. Who scored the Warriors' first try of their 2022 NRL season? You can have another phone a friend if you need. DWZ. Yeah, man. You got it. Yo, Dylan Watson is the Lesniak. Here we go. Question number four. Who won the Auckland Cup yesterday at Ellerslie? Uh, They're in the sky. Five, four, three, two... Star. 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 Star.
Okay, question number five to win. Jason Winyard <laughs> has won over 100 world titles in what sport? Jason who? Jason Winyard. 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 Oh. Got a big fireplace. Phone a friend? Yeah, he got a big fireplace, Jason. He's got to put his got to put his wood chopper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, great. Great clue. Great clue, Kimpy. Well done, Mike. Got any tips for us, mate? How'd you go on the weekend on the punt, Mike? Oh, no, no good, mate. No good. The tissue was pretty, uh, yeah. me down, mate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she let everyone down, mate. She'd never get out of the gates. How did she run? She didn't. <laughs> oh, um, that was tough. All good. That was tough. Thanks, Mike, mate. Appreciate it. Have a well good done, day. Mike. Hey, Mike, as, as, as Izzy's learned, you just drop your shoulders and you just say, that's racing. That's racing. And I tell you what else <laughs> is racing. Ra- yeah, bang on, mate. And I tell you what else yeah, is racing, brother. and that is a little mare called Rockin' Horse from Masterton going to Flemington headquarters and knocking off the best sprinters in the world in a $1.6 million race. We're going to hear from Sam Williams at Little Avondale Stud. I'm going to read you a text regarding Rockin' Horse up after this as well. Baz Nizzy for breakfast. That was Quizzy Dag. I know Sammy Williams would have been tuned in, listened to that, probably losing his mind as we absolutely picked Mike up and threw him over the line. <laughs> it's <laughs> seven and a half away from seven o'clock this morning. Baz Nizzy for breakfast. SCNZ. Okay, Izzy, how about this one? Morning guys. I text you Friday every rockin' horse. Tipped her to a few mates. Back to you are a star and got a percentage of the Trentham and LZ Cotties. So a weekend on the punt to save her. Loved the stories wow. around rockin' horse. Katrina watching in the birdcage at Flemington. Sammy Williams in at the Tudangi Tavern and one of the ownership syndicate listening to it while waiting for his fish and chips in Wanganui. The same guy as a Sharon Bellucci babe. His first horses. Cheers, JD. JD, wow. That is amazing, wow. isn't it, Izzy? <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. I wonder if it's JD. I wonder if it's the same JD that's the um, manager for John Wheeler. No idea. No, I think JD's Mount Eden, but that's um, oh, that, that's that's mm. the, that's the stuff you dream of, isn't it? That's I, lo- I love those stories. Waiting for fishing chips in Wanganui. See, this is the best thing about horses because it brings everyone from all parts and all walks of life together for this one little moment. That uh, we were hoping was going to happen on the weekend didn't didn't eventuate. But like stories like this, stories like this where you just it brings you so much pride and joy. And man, he would have got an absolute fill up. So well done, JD. Well done for tipping those out and keep those tips coming through because we love them. And maybe next time we might listen. Can't believe we didn't listen to you. Unfortunately, you can't back every horse in the same race, and I've tried that before. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's hard. A question, I've tried, I've tried. A question for LHW. A group of friends bought a Pua and Canto filly at the recent sales. How does Rock and Horse winning affect the value of our filly? Um, unless she's directly related or there's some sort of crossover in the mare's side, probably not a whole heap, but what it does is it puts Pua and Canto right on the map and it means that, you know, in general, the service fee for the stallion's going to go up. So you've probably paid, you've probably got on at the right time and you've got yourself a bargain. Amazing question. All good. Jerry, we'll ask Sam Williams, though. He'll be the one that'll be able to tell us. Um, he'll probably, is he? He'll probably try to get you into a buy a horse. Are you prepared for that? 
<laughs> no, no, not after the weekend's antics. I'm hiding, mate. Okay. Well, no. I've we'll, got one and I'm done. One and two. You have to watch your tissue. <laughs> we'll feed Sammy Williams off. Ken has got some gold questions for him as well. He's a great bloke. Him and Katrina, good guys do win. I'm going to go pin myself down and make cafe coffee because it's Monday morning and I'm tired. Right now, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building Aotearoa. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. NZ Monday the 14th of March and it's just after 7 o'clock. Baz is over at the IPL. So we've got Tony Kemp, Louis Herman Watt and myself carrying you throughout the morning. We've got a good two hours ahead of us. Good guests coming on the show. We've got Storm Purvis coming up and she will host the Tuesday night show called Centre Pass. Round 1 was an action over the weekend so we'll break that on down with Storm Purvis very, very shortly and then the one and only Joey Wheeler. Joey, Joey Wheeler, my fellow sport, Sky Sport rugby expert, will come on and explain to me how the Chiefs took out the Crusaders and also I love the Fijian Drua. They are surprising a few. Waratahs getting up over the force just. Uh, obviously, Friday night's game with the Highlanders going down against the Blues. They're up 13-3, surprise me, but eventually going down by a fair few in the and we're going to keep reacting to the big winners over the weekend. And, well, I'm very, very excited for this one. There are so many different sayings and cliches in racing that feel forced after a result. On Saturday afternoon, though, one that I've heard from time to time sprung to mind that could not have fit the bill any better. The good guys always win. Over on the far side, Finance Tycoon led by a length and a half, the Astrologist, and then September run under pressure from Rock and Horse and Swats that on the near side. It's Home Affairs held together, led by a length and a half to Lost and Running under the whip, then Snap Dancer, Counter Rupee, Levante, and further back is Poland as they reach the clock tower. Over on the far side, Rock and Horse, the Astrologist, together with September run on the near side, Levante led them, but it's over on the far side, Rock and Horse, Rock and Horse in front. It's going to be an absolute boil over. Rock and Horse won the new market from the Astrologer's September run. And then for fourth swats, that's there with Artorias Lavonte. Yep, Rock and Horse has stunned them in Australia's timed, honoured, and marquee sprint race, sprint race down the famous Flemington Strait. She has picked them up and dropped them at their own game, sprinting the last and only other NZ horse trained. To win the race, 1987, Lockyer won it. Yes, the same year David Kirk hoisted the Rugby World Cup. So who are the good guys here? Well, there's Pam Gerard, who has trained this mare to be a star. She is. There's Mike Moroni, who put the Polish on her across the ditch. And then there are the owners and breeders. Sam and Katrina Williams of Little Avondale Stud. Cat is wheelchair-bound and founded the Catwalk Spinal Cord Research Trust, which has helped more people than we could imagine. She made the mammoth journey from the Marston base to be at Flemington on Saturday, and you'd have to assume it was worth it. Sammy Williams, he was picking up the last of Little Avondale's work at the Karaka Yearling Sales and making his way home. Sam is one of the most passionate, exuberant and genuine people in racing, and together 
they could not be more the good guys. Sam is with us this morning on the line, and I bet he is still on cloud nine. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ozzy. I tell you what, yeah, I am still on cloud <laughs> nine. It's um, it's actually only oh. just starting to sink in now. Um, the win, you know, it's it's just been unbelievable. But I'll tell you this, you know, Katrina, um, she is in a wheelchair. She's a tetraplegic, and um, um, she decided uh, last week that she was going over, and um, she had a bit of a mission getting there. But when she arrived on course, she rang me up and she said, you know, no one here is going to know about Rockin' Horse. But by the end of the day, everyone's going to know about it. Oh, and I, I mean, it's quite a sick sense, but I tell you what, they all do. They sure do, mate. They sure do. Did you envision this? Were you, were you pitching like you just spoke about it? No one would have picked it. $95 on the odds. $95. So... Surely you and a lot of friends would have, would have, yeah, would have had a little fill up over the weekend. But mate, did you envision this leading in, uh, into Flemington on Saturday? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I tell you, I, I I was the stupid one. Um, I thought um, I backed her the night before at thirties, and I thought, shit, that's good odds. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was the mugging, but I tell you what. A lot of people have made a lot of money off her. So I couldn't even believe the odds, um, you know, the head-to-head. Um, Levante and her, I, you know, there's some amazing odds. Yeah. But um, what a race. And, and Pam and Mikey um, there at Matamata and their team, you know, they did an amazing job. And, and Pam kept asking me, you know, how fast does she have to be? How fast? How much faster are they over there? Um, we knew that she was pretty slick. You know, we know she can run fast sectionals, and she's proven that here in New Zealand at Trentham. Um, so, mm. it, you know, it's always going to Australia, taking them on at what they do best in racing, and that is sprinting. And and in their time on a race, um, it was a bit, of, of, you know, of the Everest, I, I guess you could say. And um, but you never, you can never win if you're never in, can you? So yeah, what mm. the heck. Hey Sammy, it's it's Tony Kemp here, mate. Um, well done on that win. Uh, you know, I was just telling the boys this morning that um, I wanted to watch the, the horse being walked back in and Katrina come down. Sort of, you know, it was really emotional scene. The scenes there. What does it What does it do for little little Avondale? This win um, for you and Rocking Horse. Oh look, yeah. You know, um, this year at the sales it was uh, our 81st uh, yelling sale. And I guess that, you know, the longevity um, in this game is only franked by um, success on the track, isn't it? And, um, but uh, look, this win is huge. Uh, it's huge, not just for Little Avondale, but for the breeding industry in New Zealand that um, our horses um, are up to that international level. Um, that we can compete and um you know, the Kiwi, it doesn't matter what sport it is, um, they always, you know, put their hand up when the big challenges arise. And, uh, yeah, look, it, it's enormous for the industry. Um, it certainly has turned some heads over there, I can assure you of that. Um, look, I tell you what, the, the Australian trainers, the number of them that have rung me, that have texted me, um, and not just trainers, agents, owners, has been just incredible. And, um, yeah, quite humbling, to be honest. And what yeah. about you? What about yeah. you, Sammy? Did you, um, you know, 
apart from seeing Rocky and Horse win this, did, did you see the the I guess the Pur and Canto that sort of um, journey and about what it, you know what it could be like now that and now that it's won that reality, what what is that going to do um, to your big boy? Oh yeah, Tony, um, it, it, it's put a. Um, a discussion in front of me to, um, you know, this coming breeding season, which is still a few months away, um, but we'll have to contemplate his service fee uh, going ahead. You know, he's another year older. Um, we'll certainly be looking after him as far as numbers are concerned um, and wanting to reduce them. Uh, so we'll have to uh, look at that. Um, but it is amazing uh, in his CV. Um, his fifth Group 1 winner. Um, he's never been a stallion um, that has been sex-biased. And, and what I mean by that, he can leave a filly and a mare and he can also leave a, a colt and a gilding, you know. And um, uh, and they've got over distances, mainly at sprint level, but um, he can leave a horse that can get up to 2,000 metres. I mean, Charm Star, she went over there. She ran second here in the New Zealand Oaks and then she ran second in the Queensland Oaks. So... He he is a quite a versatile stallion. But uh, look, the phone has there have been people ringing up saying, "Don't forget to let our mare in." So yeah, hey, hey Alan did <laughs> book. It's been a challenge. Alan did book our mare in, didn't he? He did book it in before the before the weekend, surely. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. Yep, yep, yeah. He did. Uh, can't remember what the price we agreed on. I think it. Uh, yeah, coming down the back drive, isn't it? <laughs> Good man, Sammy. <laughs> Kempi, Kempi, always working, eh, Kempi? Love it, love it. Hey, mate, just take us back to the race. It, the far side, obviously, they, they split as soon as the race started. Was there any worry with most horses on this side? You thought this was the better side of the track? Were you a bit worried throughout the race, or you kind of just knew you had it in the bag? And when did you kind of click, okay, we could win this? I, I watched, um, we were driving home from Caracas, um, because we mm. still had uh, three horses to sell on Saturday morning. And um, uh, I was listening to the races, and I pulled over to watch, I think it was race three, because it was down the straight as well. And I just wanted mm. to see what the track was doing, because she drew barrier three. And and um, so anyhow, um, they did run down the inside rail, and it looked very even, um, even about five tramways off uh, off the running rail, so I thought, oh well, um, if that's where they're going, perhaps we have drawn the right way. When they split, I thought, oh god, all the big guns, you know, Mask Crusader, Lost and Running, Home Affairs, Levante, they were all over on the grandstand side. Um, so, but if you when you watched the race and you saw those white lines that run across the track on the TV, they were very even until the 600, and then. The inside started moving ahead of length. And actually, it was quite interesting. Uh, Mike Moroney and I talked about it last night. Levante and Ro- uh, Rock and the Horse were pretty much uh, at, at, at the same, uh, in the same position at the 600. So, um, yeah, but the inside um, group, they did uh, put their foot down a little bit earlier. Oh, I think the others are a little bit... Um, just a bit shy of taking on home affairs when he was out in front with James McDonald on board. So, yeah, look, when she did start pulling ahead, we started screaming, but when she started to make a move. And um, (laughs) unfortunately, we'd stopped it. Well, no, not unfortunately, but we did stop at Turangi to fill our cars up. And uh, 
we shot around to the pub to watch the race, and uh, yeah, everyone in Turingi knew we were there uh, when she uh, got to the 300 metre mark. I can assure you, some people were looking at me going, "Excuse me, uh, shush." <laughs> hey, um, Sammy, they, they, there's a rumour around here that you're a massive Israel Dag fan. You've got a horse named Izzy. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> oh, well, I was actually, I was hoping uh, Bears might have bought Izzy out to the yelling sales, and uh, um, we did have a cult there, and um, it's out of a mare called a store, mm. and his name's Izzy. So I thought, oh, this will be a perfect marketing tool to sell, sell this horse. He's in. If I can't uh, sell this horse to Bears and Izzy, oh, I'll be... Yeah, I'll also go. He he's actually a half brother to Desert Lightning, who flew home in the uh, Group One yesterday for fourth in the two-year-old race. Um, but yeah, gee, is he? I'll tell you what. Next year, I've got another one. I've got a full brother by Pure and Canto. You just have to come out, out next year. Make sure you bring that uh, man bag full of cash, and uh, we'll sell it there. Hey, just tell me how to get to that back driveway, mate. Like Kimpy, I'll be there. <laughs> it's never locked. There you go. So you can sneak in and we'll go around at midnight to see Perengando. <laughs> Sam, Sam, yeah. Sammy, thanks so much for taking the call today, mate. You, um, you're a highlight of our Saturday mornings on SCNZ. And I don't know if you'll like this, but I'll tell you anyway. Yesterday at Ellerslie, just kind of talking to the racing folk around there and just kind of everybody, we, we, our jaws were still kind of on the floor and, um, the reason we say good guys always win is because yeah, quite often they don't, really. Mm. But when they do, you want to savour it. And everybody at Ellerslie yesterday, mate, was so thrilled for you. And just curious, like, you, you and Kat obviously have done business a certain way throughout the years as, as your tenure there. And, yeah, you've, you've made a lot of friends and people really respect Little Avondale and what you're doing. Do you kind of feel like this sort of thing, a, a big win here, is reflective of that, the way you've treated other people and the way you've gone about your business? Oh, Louis, look, it's very kind of you. Um, um, I think, as I said, you know, you, you like to um, just be as transparent as you can. And and the one motto that we have here is LA, big on winning, but you've got to make it fun. You really have to make it fun. And um, yeah. you've got to involve people. And if you don't, it's going to be pretty damn boring. So, yeah, look, we just love having fun and involving other people around us. Mate, quickly before we let you go, Sammy, uh, where does this sit amongst uh, your achievements today, uh, to date, mate? Are you, is this right up there? Is this the pinnacle? Uh, well, I can tell you what, Izzy, the, the trophy's sitting on my desk right now, sitting in front of me, so that's where it's sitting, and that's where I'm sitting, yeah. just looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how good, mate. Congratulations, uh, mate. You thoroughly deserve it. I oh, look forward to meeting you one day, because Louis sent me that video when he said, I think I've got you a wee horsey. It's cool, <laughs> is he? It's meant to be. So, hey, wherever we chat, I'll give you a call very, very shortly. I might need to win a few races, though, because I had a horrible weekend on the racing punt. Anyway, mate, congratulations, Sam Williams and Katrina Williams, Little Avondale Racing Stud and the win over there, Rockin' Horse, beating the champion horses over at Flemington. Congratulations, Sam. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. See you, Sammy. There we go. There he is. Heartwarming. That's awesome. Mm, great I interview. Love it. I love it, mate. That's what it's about. Yeah, good work. I love your little angle there, Kempi, eh? What do you got going on in the back? Mate, well, mate? you know, geez, I, 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 we did talk about Purinkanto too. We did talk about Cinerama going to Purinkanto, I think. I don't know whether Alan made that phone call to, Sam, to Sammy before the weekend. Uh, hopefully he did. <laughs> um, and we locked in a price because I tell you now, it won't be the same price.
No, <laughs> no, it won't. And that's that text there um, from Jerry. How, how does this win affect the value of your filly? Well, probably, again, you've just got about yourself a bargain. And um, he's so versatile, that Pur and Kando. They do take a little bit. They're not necessarily up and running two-year-olds. They're not necessarily your Karakamillion winners. But once they get going, and I love that detail there about he can throw both uh, fillies and mares and also colts and geldings and um, lost and running was the other one we didn't even get to ask Sam so lost and running is by Pur and Canto as well and we've been blown mm. away that lost and running has been winning these big sprinting races in Australia from a New Zealand stallion now it wasn't even lost and running so this was total house money and the fact that it's a, a mare I mean her progeny is going to be worth so much and and I meant it like they're great people is he they really are Mate, well, what is it like? He was probably being quite humble then, didn't want to really share. But like, what would this do for Little Avondale Stud? Like, you know, they're up against the the big guns. They're in Masterton, so they're in yeah a part of the world where horse racing is probably not as big as Waikato or, or Cambridge and Matamata. You know, like, what does this do for Little Avondale Stud? Well, this is it's actually really interesting. And there's a racing tales of the turf I did with a man called Gerald Fell, who um, his family's been involved in, in racing and breeding for so many years, and especially down that part of the world. Because you've got to remember that the yearling sales before they were at Karaka were at Trentham, because the horse, the thoroughbred horse population of New Zealand was spread across New Zealand, so it was the central location. But the horse population started moving north to the Waikato, so lots of race that your thoroughbred racing down in the South Island, studs closed up, and people like Gary Chittick, who, who uh, with Waikato stud, ended up actually selling their places down there in Masterton around the central districts and moving up to the Waikato. Mm. But um, Sammy and, and Little Avondale, they've stayed down there. The, the land is extremely fertile. It's amazing horse country, and they've stayed down there what does it do for them well their reputation is already so high but winning a group one in your colors at flemington on a premier day it doesn't matter how high your reputation is Coolmore did it with home affairs and we were buzzing and we got sapita valor on the show it doesn't matter how, how mm. high your reputation is you do that it's another echelon it's another notch to the belt and and that's why it was so cool chatting to sam this morning on baznizzi for breakfast if you missed that interview go have a look at our podcast channels we're going to be back shortly we'll put the racing to the side for a second let's talk some rugby league kempi was here calling it with sammy hewitt we're going to get his take on the warriors round one matchup over the weekend against since george illawarra here with chemist warehouse great savings every day listening to baznizzi for breakfast on senz 26 minutes past seven o'clock the warriors in the first round of the NRL season in 2022 was underway. Kempe, you were at a front row seat calling it for SENZ. People are already getting stuck into you on the text no. line, mate. Oh, you can't you can't win with if you're if you're a Warriors analysis, you can't win. You know, like if you bag him, you're like you 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 hate it on because you hate it. And if you if you back him, and they lose, you you bag because you you back them. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I, but I love the passion that the Warriors have, uh, especially the supporters. And to be brutally honest, mate, I seriously thought they had a chance of winning the first three games with the way that. The, I get sucked. I guess I'm like everyone else. You get sucked into the to the white noise that comes in in the off season. And the, we played this. We played this. Um, this leading of Sean Johnson to the to this music with Sammy Hewitt on the weekend. And and I said to Sammy, brought a tear to my eyes. You know, it was like violins and piano and Sean Johnson talking about how great is it to be home and I can't wait to run out in front of the crowd. And you know, it just seems right. And and to be brutally honest, if I was the coach, he'd be the first bloke I pull into the into the office this morning and give him a boot up the kumu. Um, for kicking their ball on the second tackle when they were only two points behind, you know, and the, he, he he just made in my count four massive errors that 
that really put his side under pressure, which mm. I was hoping that he would come back with Cronulla with a bit more management um, underneath his belt. And and they shouldn't have lost that game, you know. Like, but mate, if, mm. you, if you're completing 60%, is he? You know, you're handing the ball over and then you're compounding it with penalties. They, they led the penalty count two to one. Um, you can't do that, NRL. You can't do it. You can't do it against mate. any other sides. Well, what was the... Um I was just having a little look see at, at the moment. They're only down. They're up by two, 48-minute mark. And then uh, the, the errors started creeping in, decision-making. Um, did that cost them in the big moments? you feel like that they played for the better league in that, in that match? Well, you know, the, the one shot. Is, is Sean sort of wants that on every set of set of six to, to score tries. That's when he that's mm. what, what he grew up doing, you know, as a young and he could do that, you know. But he's he's lost the speed, he's lost that 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 impetus about just taking it, you know, the bull by the horns. He's playing a lot slower these days. And early on, they just never got into the game. They were going side side to side, and as soon as they started going forward with Fanua, Blake, Pene, um, Murdoch, Masala, um, and Curran, they started going through the middle. That's how they got back into the game. Mm. And then they had the and, and Izzy. There was this massive wind up in South Queensland, and, and they were playing into it in the first half. And in the second half, they come out. He kicks a seventy. He kicks a thirty. Not a not mm. a forty twenty. He kicks a seventy meter forty twenty. You know what I mean? From his inside his um, thirty meter line, and they and they go to the scrum, and then he throws a, a wobbly out to um, DWZ, and doesn't doesn't come off, and they turn the ball over. And it's those big plays that really cost them. Mm. Um, and St George went the opposite way. So out of him and Ben Hunt, Ben Hunt just you know I, th- I thought the changing of the of the game was when they took Curran off. So they took Curran off. Before that, they had really good kick pressure, and 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 Ben Hunt wasn't getting his kick away and wasn't wasn't clean. As soon as Curran went off, they had no kick pressure, and of course they they turned the ball over off, off Ben Hunt's kicks and scored the tries on the on the on the preceding play. So, mate, it's disappointing. He'd be really disappointed disappointed Brownie um, in SJ's uh, I guess first up effort, but you know it is the first round. It's probably the only time we'll see Sydney City down the bottom of the table. And and hopefully the Warriors can come back. Like I said, you don't want to be playing the Titans after a loss, and that's who they got this weekend. Mm. After what I thought, the Titans could have easily won that game against Parramatta. So, mate, it'd be a tough game for them against the Titans. Mate, well, put your coaching hat on here. And this week, what, what would you be fixing? What would you be saying to to the Warriors? And, and tell me about Cody Nikarima as well. Did you like him at six? Did no, you, look, no. Everybody knows that I don't like Cody at six because I I don't think he's Mm. You know he's got the, I guess the strength and the power and the and the toughness to be playing in that six jersey. You look at Jack Whiten's game for Canberra the other night. Con, that's a six. Mm. That's a de- out and out six. You know what I mean? Walker, Walker doesn't mind getting tackled with a football coat. He just doesn't like getting tackled. Um, and I'll tell you one other thing: Channel um, Harris Tavita doesn't work at one. So getting Reese back mm. um, is probably the biggest acquisition to the to the side this week. There you go. Thoughts of Tony Kemp there. Someone straight away coming through. Red V, baby. Wow, you'll be <laughs> loving it if you're a Dragons supporter. I agree with your comments around the Titans as well. We'll talk about that later into the week. Double eight, double three. What did you see from the Warriors and was it a pass mark just to start the season or was it disappointing? 0800 even. 0800 150 811. The Kennard's higher phone line. 
We'd love to hear from you. But if you don't want to give us a call, I would implore you to send us a text and be in touch about the Warriors because I know it's going to upset a lot of people. The text machine with temper bedposts, temper bedposts, range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. After this, our choices flooring pole. But right now, it's time for the news with Araha for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ 26 and a bit away from 8am this morning. We're going to talk some rugby league. Uh, no, we're not. We're going to talk some netball soon with Storm Purvis. A couple of things to update you with. Well, the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass has been completely thrown into disarray by wild weather. And I think they're only really getting through rounds two and three today, um, which is crazy. So we're going to get rounds three and four extended into tomorrow, which will be Tuesday golf Quite a strange situation going on over there um, at TPC Sawgraph. Leading, it's Burns, Hodge, Varner, but it's all a bit messy as to who has teed off and where they're at. So we'll try and decipher that ahead of tomorrow's show. But lads, Kempi, I know you just absolutely loved hearing about a broken thumb in the news. <laughs> in, it, in the context of what's going on around the world, um, I'll tell you what I like. Well, um, Christian Welch's comments when he well, he tore his, ham, uh, his Achilles um, pretty early on in the game at Melbourne and just, you know, he put it into context and said, mate, there's a lot of people around the world doing a lot harder than what I am and I'm still getting paid on. Um, yeah. Look, I do want to just say one thing about the NRL this year. Um, Izzy, and you'd love this because you love a good hairdo, this is the worst hairdo <laughs> year of the NRL. Seriously, I don't know yeah. what the players. Who's got the worst? I don't know what the mate. I could, I could name. Don't. We'll save it. We'll save it. We'll <laughs> do a Tony Kemp power <laughs> ranking on Tuesday morning. Worst hairdos <laughs> from round one in the mate, one NRL. Of them ran yes. out with, one of them ran out. One of the players ran out with pink hair yesterday. Kempi, mate. It's 2022. Let them live. <laughs> Stop it. Stop right now, Louis. Let the, okay, we'll I, don't, I, don't care, I don't care if it's 1906, mate, <laughs> or if it's 2052. <laughs> you don't run out with pink hair in the NRL. Oh, we're going to get into this. Who was this. pink hair? Who we're was it? Who was Izzy, it? save it. Oi, Richie McCall loved pink. Oi, Richie loved me when I wore pink boots. Say that. <laughs> and we actually just... Me and DC had to design some jerseys one year because we were doing something for Adidas. And uh, I went in a bit bold, you know, love a bit of colour, added a bit of pink to my jersey. Richie went up to all the Fords, and it was a competition too. He went up to all the Fords and he said, if you wear that, you're off, you're gone. So none of the Fords, it was rigged. It was an absolute rigged competition because Richie McCaw, the great one, Said they couldn't wear it and I lost by there a landslide. Well, there you go, so, Izzy. Just another thing Tony Kemp hair. has in common with um, uh, Rico McCall. Okay, it's time for your, your <laughs> Monday morning choices flooring <laughs> poll. See your floor change in an instant with Room View, boys. Uh, okay, this is an easy one. Biggest winner from the weekend. Biggest winner from the weekend. Rockin' Horse. Oh. For me, Country Mile. Okay, well, let's hear the rest. Newcastle knocking off the Roosters. In oh, that goes close, though. Super- See, just let the hear the <laughs> options, mate. Rock and Horse. Newcastle knocking off the Roosters in dominant fashion, too. 
this pains me. This absolutely breaks me. But the Chiefs will take so much, so much away from that win against the Crusaders down there in the snake pit in Christchurch. Uh, so the Chiefs or the Australian <laughs> woman who just dismantled uh, the White Foods oh, live on ECNZ yesterday. And that's speaking of things that we need to debrief. There's a lot now now in much must win territory, which is gonna be so, so hard to do. But those are your options. The choice is flooring poll. I want you to have your choice. Head to the SENZ app. SENZ app and vote away here. Biggest winner from the weekend. Was it Rock and Horse? Was it Newcastle? Was it the Chiefs? Was it the Australian woman? Boys, save your thoughts. We're gonna get those for the end of the hour. We're gonna shoot off and come back with Storm Purvis talking some ANZ Netball Premiership here on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast. Uh, this morning on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast, so make sure you get your thoughts in on double eight double three or Kennard's higher phone line, 0800 We'll get to those in a little bit. But also, it was netball making a return. It's like winter sports are coming back, Kempe. Yes, that's right. The ANZ Premiership is back, and Sens has got your covered starting tomorrow night at 8pm. Storm Purvis and Ricardo Ball bring you everything you need to know on our new show, Centre Pass and Focus. That's right. There'll be plenty to talk about after round one kicked off with plenty of surprises. It was a strange start for last year's finalists and the reigning champions, the Mystics, who were blown away by the new look Waikato Bay, plenty of magic side. And the mainland tactics were blown out by the Southern Seal, who managed to finish the game up 17 points. Centre pass and focus host Storm Purvis joins us on the line now. Good morning, Storm. How was that for a round one battle? Good morning, boys. Uh, wow, yeah, it was a good morning. one, to be honest. I think game one, the Magic Mystics game, was definitely better, in my opinion, than game two in terms of quality. But um, you summed it up pretty nicely there. A few shocks. I think a lot of people's tips would have been wrong for the weekend, uh, which is good. That's what we like to see in round one of the season. Yeah, but like my league tips this weekend, I got nearly all of them wrong, <laughs> except the Penrith and the, the Penrith boys who, who came back. Hey, um, how's the season going to work? You know, we know that the Pulse have had huge struggles with COVID, but let's talk about the Mystics. You know, you got uh, Grace Nwaki and, and Phoenix Karaka both out of action. What sort of what's what do you see happening in that in that COVID space? Are we going to see the games being played out, or or more stoppages and more players being left out? So, from a sort of the law book um, approach, I think a team if a team has four or more contracted players affected by COVID, they can apply to default or have the game postponed. Um, so if you've only got three, um, then you have to use, you know, your debt to look at your um, NNL, which is the league below teams. Um, believe it or not, guys, I've been shoulder tapped already to ask if I can fill in. So teams are getting desperate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so four or more, and then you can apply to have a default um, for that round. And then I think they're replaying all those games. There's a two-week window in late April that Netball New Zealand have left aside to kind of get those games um, done in that period. But, like, I mean, I was commentating mm. the Magic Mystics game yesterday, and the, the team sheet was changing, like, an hour up to the game. And so it was kind of stressful. I thought, oh, shoot, okay, this player's, where mm. she comes from, and who is she playing for? And, oh, this player's on loan from the Stars, <laughs> and she's playing for the Mystics. And mm. it, it's chaos. I'm not going to lie, it's chaos. So, you know, we've seen it across all codes in the country at the moment. Um, the Pulse had nine players, I think, out with COVID, so... You know, fair enough that they withdrew. But other teams are just trying to use, um, yeah, the player pool across the country. And we saw us, we yeah. saw us as lone player be used from the stars, which was crazy. Um, but I'm just stoked that, you know, they managed to, to get it up and running um, and get two games out there yesterday. Did, did you speak to the, the coaches, Kelly Willis and, and Helene Wilson, like in terms of sharing players? And how do the players feel about 
says you know they've had a preseason, then they're going and playing for the opposition. Have you had a have you had a little chat to them? I haven't actually. I haven't had a chance yet, but I'm really I really want to do that, and maybe it's something that we might try and mm. do on tomorrow night's um, on tomorrow night's new show because that would be super interesting to hear about, even from the players' perspective. I mean, it was Greer Sinclair who is a Stars training partner, so she's not a fully contracted player for the Stars, but has spent the entire preseason with the team. Uh, she suited up mm. for probably half of the Stars games last year. Um, but I think, to be honest, a player like that who may not be looking at a whole lot of court time for the season would just relish the opportunity, I guess, to go and play and actually get on court. Um, and the Mystics mm. and Stars, they, they share like a sisterly love-hate relationship. You know, you've got to look after them even though you kind of <laughs> hate them. So... I think it's kind of cool that, that that was the first team to kind of implement that strategy, um, and I'm sure we'll see more of it. Yep. Do, do we have a lot of depth if, if a lot of the top players do go down, and that's what we're finding at the moment, like there's a lot of surprises even on the day of the game. Do we have a lot of depth to, to fill the rosters to still allow for a pretty competitive uh, competition? I think we do in some regions and less so in others. Um, Auckland, I think, mm. will always be pretty safe. Um, and there's two teams. They're training up two NNL teams below them as well. So there's a pretty big player pool um, to choose from up here. If the likes of the Steel down south got in trouble, I think it would be pretty hard for them. Mm. Um, but like I've talked about a fair bit, like, I mean, I've been shoulder tapped. Liana DeBrain, who's, you know, mid-40s, has been shoulder tapped. So, you know, they're scraping the barrel a little bit to try and... Um, you still got those it? Numbers. No, absolutely not. You still got it? <laughs> I love that. I think when they asked me, when they, it was the, when they asked me, I said, look, as long as you've, as you've got a shitload of diclofenac on hand somewhere, I need to load myself up for the week. I might be okay for half a game at goalkeeper. Half, that's it. Half a game, <laughs> half a I'm really minute. hoping that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's all, I'm really you know, hoping it doesn't come to that. I remember being asked that too. You know, come back and play a game. I said, nah, mate, I'll come in and give you the best two minutes you've ever had, but that's about it. <laughs> hey, hey, Storm, say <laughs> so, so your new show starts tomorrow night, 8 o'clock with Ricardo Bull. What, what can we expect? Have you got anything on there like the shooting star, like the next shooting star? Who do you see in the country as someone that's on everyone's lips except the public and, and that you can promote this year as a, a player of the future? Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about including a bolter um, a week and, and picking who, because obviously it's yeah. a Commonwealth Games year for the Silver Ferns. So, you know, Dane Nolan Toto will always pick the bolter. So we'll be kind of dissecting the round and, you know, take our picks on who we think that could be. Um, we're going to talk about our teams of the week. We'll dissect each game pretty thoroughly. Um, I am privy to a whole lot of stats that the rest of the public aren't, so I'm going to get into those mm. and really nerd out. Thank you for giving me a platform to be able to do that um, because they don't let me do that on the car goes wild, so I'm very excited about that. <laughs> um, we'll have interviews. Yeah, it'll just be an hour of, of pretty full-on and fun nitty chat. Nice. Nice. Well, we look forward to listening to you and Ricardo Ball Tuesday nights, 8 p.m., on centre pass. Hey, quickly before we let you go, we love having a wee stab in the dark here. And nine, nine times out of 100, we get it absolutely wrong, particularly in the punting and horsing world. So don't listen to us if we talk about horses. I'm only uh, speaking on behalf of myself. The other lad's actually pretty good at it. But who's going to win it? Have a stab in the dark. Who do you, you know think is going to be champions in 2022? Even though they were beaten by the Magic yesterday, I'm still going the Mystics. Once they get Grace Mickey back, she's a game winner. She's a game changer. 
if they can keep their squad, it's Mystics all day. Beautiful, beautiful. Storm Purvis, thank you so much for joining us on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Tony Kemp, Louie Herman, what? We're looking forward to listening to you and Ricardo Ball Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. live here on SCNZ. Thank you very much, Storm. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. There you go. She's off to do some rehab because she's been called up. Do you know what? That is the worst thing, eh? Like, when people start clutching, Kev, you still got it? You still got any game? I'm like, maybe seen my knee? Look at it. It's about to snap in hard if it's gone that far in. You probably can't see it. I'll show you when I see it, boys. I've got the worst knock knee. But, oh, that's, that's when you know they're clutching. They're clutching. Yeah, mate. And, and just just a, a word of uh, advice here. You know, just get the knee. <laughs> just get a new knee, mate. Don't let them tell you they can get you another 10 years out of it. <sighs> I know, mate. That's the, the current thing at the moment is if I – I've got to have a major surgery. So I've got to break my whole leg, put a plate in it, and then when once I do that, sixteen years later, I've got to get a whole new knee replacement. So that's why the surgeons that's keep a, telling me just, I keep, just, I just, told just you. keep smashing this knee as long as possible. I just possible. told you. I just told you. Don't get that done. Go straight to the knee, mate. I've just been through it. Trust me. Oh, this yeah. that sounds like a little bit of like Doctor Kemp um, after hours kind of bootleg medical advice that we might do off here. It's got an autonomy, <laughs> mate. That's what. That's the one where they break you, break your leg, and put the plate in. Don't get it done, as yeah. you trust me, brother. Kempy, it sounds like you wanted to Why? break that NRL player with pink hair. Gig says, imagine being scared of a colour. <laughs> 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 Look, I, to, I, to, I think I told you the story. We were, we were, I think my very first Warriors game, I had Wadangi Corpo and Clinton Torpy putting wax in each other's hair. But before they ran on the football field, I'd come back from, I'd been away, mate, I'd been away from New Zealand for 14 years, and all I could think about was Kurt Sorensen watching me and Kevin Iroh do that, and probably punching us in the head, you know what I mean, I was sort of like, I, but I, was, I, said, I said to myself, no, no, man, like it's it's 2001, just let it go. You're from a different era, Kimpy, you and Richie McCaw, you guys are just peas in a pod. Um, Millennium McCall. No, I don't know, mate. I don't know what what it is about you and Richie, but you guys get on. I don't know what it is, but you you, you and your pink boots and your pink hair, you can't get it through your head. What even couple pink of, boots? Like, a, seriously, pink boots. There's a couple. you got to let it go, mate. Oh, got to stand out. you got to stand out, Kimpy. You can't be like the same old black boots. How boring is that? you got to have a little bit of flavour. Richie, we'll get to, not McCall, we'll get to Richie's text on double eight, double three, <laughs> up after this. Eight minutes away from eight o'clock. Baz is here for breakfast. Baz over on his way to the IPL. Kempe here, he's, he is charged up today. And is he in pieces after a big weekend? We're oh, getting through the absolutely. show this morning. Back to Victor and Parker Rabanne Black, XS 100 mil for only eighty nine ninety nine at Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Coming up 8am after 8, we're talking to Joey Wheeler, but boys, uh, I've thrown out uh, choices for a poll result, and just if you want to vote, and you do want to vote, I want you to have your choice. Go to the SENZ app, click on Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Kempe on the stream, and you can vote there in the app. It's all very simple. Uh, I want to get you your boys here. Um, what, what's your, what are you thinking? Rockin' Horse, Newcastle, Chiefs, Australian women, biggest winners from the weekend. Izzy, what do you think? Ah... Uh, <clears throat> This is a hard. Uh, look, I'm, I'm going to go rock and horse just because I just love Chanta Sammy Williams and just the enormity of it, um, being over there in Flemington, just the occasion. So I'm going to go that. Um, but what the Chiefs did, and I know we're going to have a chat to Joe Wheeler, and I want to ask him a few questions about that big win. It's not, mate, I think that's only probably the second time, or maybe even the second time in Razor's uh, coaching career that they've lost. And down here in Christchurch. So the other one, I think, was the Hurricanes the last time they lost. So, look, 
it's a tough place to play, and they went there with so many changes, and they beat them as well. So we'll delve into that a bit later. But I'm going to rocking horse, mate. Kimby? Yeah, look, and I'll, I'll watch that game too, Is he? Um, they shouldn't have lost it, so mm. Rays will be gutted about letting that one get away on yeah. him. Um, and, mate, you've got Newcastle on my favourite side, obviously, and Rock and Horse. How and, good were Newcastle, mate? Oh, they, mate, they weren't, they weren't good. They were awesome. You know, Dane Gagai, he was out, outstanding out on the wing. Um, you know, Clifford at 5'8", played really well. Mm. They just sort of – they, they st- the thing with it, you look at Ponga, and Ponga actually looked a lot thicker and, and, and you know, had a bit more, I guess, mana mm. about him, you know, on the football field. Um, but I'm also a keen – Racing fan, and I know what that does to someone like Little Avondale. So, rock and horse by nose for me. Lovely. Mm. Lovely, mate. So, you can have your choice. I want you to have your choice. Or text us on double eight three double eight double three. Go to Baz Nizzy for breakfast, and the SCNZ app says it there. You can go stream the show, and you can click on which one you think is in the running. Plenty more to come, including Aroha soon, but then we're going to meet her. For real, at 20 to 9 this morning, our new newsreader. She is wonderful. Can't wait for that. Right now, mm. we're going to go find Izzy at McCafe Coffee. And it is the news with Araha for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Monday the 14th of March. It's just after 8 o'clock. We've just had a cracking show. And uh, we spoke to Sam Williams. And honestly, if you missed that, you want to head over to Baz and Izzy's podcast on the SCN app and have a listen to that. And you'll get a bit of an understanding of what it means when your great horse wins. Rockin' horse winning the Group 1 Handicap at Flemington, the new market Group 1 Handicap. Been some stellar horses. The Sprinters is the best of the best. Rocking horse paying $95 on the odds, on the tote. So many, many people, not me, getting paid out there. So well done, Sam Williams and Katrina Williams of Little Avondale Stud. Per Encanto and Kempi's Fees. Well, we'll have to get a wee uh, lead in from maybe Al Sherrick. Maybe, hopefully, he made the call last week. Have you sent him a message, Kempi? Did he make that call? I'm not motivated. Did he make that call, Kempi? Kempi! Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just. Kempi! He's having a conversation to himself in there. I'm like, is he talking to you, mate? Oh, sorry. I was like, is he? Sorry, he is, mate. I just had to go and get a coffee, mate. Just you know, I was feeling for you, and I could see you, you sort of fading there in that last 10 Kimby, minutes. I thought I'd just. You oh. know, is he the one that had a three day bend? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying not to let that resonate. You know what I mean? I'm getting, I'm getting on with it. Come on. That's all good, brother. We've got another. We've got a big hour ahead of us. Big hour. We're going to have a quick chat to Joe Wheeler shortly, and then, like you said, uh, Louis, we're going to have a chat to Aroha because it's great to have her a part of the team. She has taken over from lovely Trudy and Emma carrying the baton for the last couple of weeks, but Aroha's on the show and doing a stellar job. So looking forward to chatting to her at eight forty. This morning, but right now, we're going to have a wee chat to Joey Wheeler. It's time for our Monday morning McCafe catch-up because Super Rugby has another weekend in the books. And sadly, it's the chase with the bragging rights after grinding down the Crusaders in Christchurch on Saturday night. 
Friday night, though. And Joey will be, ooh, I don't know how he's going to be about this. Saw the Blues rally after what was no doubt a passionate halftime talk from Leon McDonald. The Hollanders not quite firing a shot again till very late in the piece. And Joey Wheeler was across it all, and he's with us now. Morena, Joey. Morena, thanks for having me on, boys. Um, how are you feeling, Dagger? Because I know from experience, first-hand experience, that you go, no, you go no good on a hangover after one day, let alone three. So I can just imagine how many pies you've smoked this morning, how many coffees you've knocked over after a big weekend in Sydney. Oh, she was um she's been a she's been a long two hours, Joey. We did a long two hours, but I, I don't want you to carry on that chat because me and Joey spent two weeks on the road in a camper van and I could really throw you under the bus here, Joey, so don't you start. Oh mate, I, I carried you. I carried you. Uh, the one weekend of was your crusaders going down. I was uh, I was absolutely pumped by uh, the Chiefs doing a job as you can imagine. I know, I know, mate. It wasn't it wasn't ideal uh, viewing. Crusaders were up by I think about ten or eleven in that last uh, seven minutes, and then Sean Stevenson and Co getting the job done, mate. What does that do for the for the Chiefs when the young side they lost some players to COVID? They head down. They face they face pretty much a full strength Crusaders side and, and beat them down there, which not many teams have done. Is this really? Uh, just showcase how, how good this Chiefs side is. And, and have you been very impressed with, with Clayton McMillan and Roger Randall, the way that they're playing a different style of brand of footy than, than most teams? Yeah, I have, mate. I think their attack has been their point of difference. They've, they've been mixing it up mm. really nicely, with, uh, especially around the rucks off nine. I think they're um, sort of mixing it up between those nice little pick and goes just around the ruck to suck some defenders in. And then their ball play off off the first set of hands, whether it's a tip, whether it's going yeah. out the back to their uh, to their ten, and then their ten challenging the line. I think that's been their point of difference this year. Obviously, they were unlucky against the Blues, but man, beating the Crusaders down in Christchurch, you cannot underestimate how tough a task that is. Not only um, for this for Super Rugby teams, but in, in World Rugby, they've got. I, I, I mean, the, the Highlanders did it last year, but it, it's it's like probably about as common as you fronting up after a hangover. It's that hard to do. So, you know, these, this, this chief side, and I think with some of the people that were missing as well, you think your co-captain Brad Weber um, and guys that were stepping up in those positions, I thought Cortez Ratama, uh, who came off the bench mm. for um, Xavier Rowe, I thought he was outstanding. He's a 20-year-old kid and probably the toughest cauldron in, in New Zealand club footy to go and put in a 30-minute performance like he did. He upped their tempo, um, similar to sort of a hate doing, a hate uh, comparing players, but he, he reminded me a lot of Aaron Smith, the speed of ruck that they got, um, the way that he drove those forwards. He was a huge part of that um, that sort of surge mm. towards the end there to get them across the line. But I, I don't think you can look past in terms of performances. Guzzler and Sam Kane, their leadership of that young group with the six guys that they had out, um, uh, quite outstanding that leadership to get the to get those guys dialed in to do a job because they hadn't won down there since 2016. Um, yeah, no man feet from those boys. So, yeah, I'm sure everyone outside of Christchurch would have been very happy to see the Crusaders get tipped up because they were <laughs> they were looking like very ominous 
Hey, Joey, it's Kempe, mm. mate. You're, you're, you're dead right. You know, they're, they're the benchmark, the Crusaders. And I think with young blokes, I think what you get with a bunch of young blokes in a side is they don't really care too much about history. They just go out there and they play their game. I thought the, I thought the, the interchange and the bench were the, the major difference when they came on and they got them late, um, which was good to see, um, just to even up the competition. But, mate, the guy that really I just want to get your thoughts on, Richie Moonga, like he can play. You know the kid can play. A lot, he can. He'd make a really good league player. Um, but there's one. There's probably one area of his game that I sort of want to get your your feedback on, and that's defence. Because uh, defensively, I've watched him a few times, and I, I guess if you're, you know, going into a World Cup year, and you know that Richard Moore is going to be a number ten in the All Blacks, do you think that there's that's an area that a lot of other teams attack is is in and around Richie Moore and try to isolate him? Oh, definitely, mate. I think that's with every team. Every team tries to hide their ten mm. um, on defence. I don't think the Crusaders are any different. Uh, I didn't. I haven't had a real good look at, at where they defend him, but I'd imagine as you can probably talk to this a little bit more, Kempi. But um, Richie's a Richie's a like a um, a really staunch sort of guy, and I'd imagine he'd want to be in that front line and he'd want to be putting his body on the line. I think probably a, a little bit to do with that is he, he's probably a, a couple or two behind the rest of the squad at the moment in terms of all that stuff. Like, he, he has, that's his first um, so full, well, basically full game. Um, you know, he played 70 minutes and then cramped up. And I think, you know, for, the, for, for him, he, he'll be better for that performance. And But, yeah, defensively, I think teams are always looking to, to find the 10 and attack the 10 of any side. And Richie Wang is no different. Although I'm sure he, he loves uh, he loves the scraps, so I'm sure he'd be willing to put his hand up and get in that front line, Kempe. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's coming back. He's coming slowly, finding his feet, Joey. But for the Crusaders, mate, last couple of weeks, I think personally, like you know, I'm a Crusader supporter. I just think they've been a little bit off with, uh, particularly in the skill sets um, department. The the passing has been quite. Um, astray and decision making at, at certain times. I know you said that they're, they've been rolling, but I, I think they've yeah they've, they've potentially played about fifty minutes, maybe even forty minutes every match of good solid rugby. Do you think teams are catching up and, and kind of figured out if you can match them at the set piece? Because let's know you know that that's their strength. They're they're rolling more. Their line out defence. That's where they shine. But if they, are teams are, are slowly catching up and figuring them out. Yeah, I'm glad you alluded to that, Dagger. I think you nailed it. Their, their pack probably isn't as fearsome as what it once was. You know, I, I think mm. back to probably uh, pre-World Cup, they they had basically two all-black front rows. They had all-black locks, two all-black looses, so they pretty much had an all-black board pack, and then they could roll in um, all-blacks off the bench to take, to take the place of those other guys. Now, you know... Yeah. No disrespect to Fletcher Newell, but you know he's no Owen Franks, is he? Um, as as mm. a tight head prop, um, and behind Joe Moody, your loose heads no, nowhere near as experienced as say a Wyatt Crockett or a Tim Perry. Uh, when you think before yeah. uh, in 2019, that's the sort of artillery you had coming off the bench. So I think teams are definitely going to target, and they're not going to be as, as fearful of this Crusaders pack as they once were. Um, you know, mm. you always knew what the Crusaders were going to do come set-piece time. They were going to scrum you for a penalty, then they were going to kick to the line, then they were going to maul you for a penalty. And because of the influence that they had also in that team, having 
you know, 50 to 100 cap All Blacks, it's just natural that the pressure that that puts on referees also means that they are probably more willing to give a penalty to the Crusaders as opposed to maybe, I don't know, the Highlanders, for instance, who have not even an All Black in their pack. So I think they are probably um, starting, the, the packs are starting to even themselves out. And I think if you look at the Chiefs pack, the artillery that they've got on that side now and their Type 5 especially, they can roll in. You know, they've got four guys who are close to All Black locks or, or three that have definitely been All Blacks. Then you've got two front rows pretty much that are, that are All Black quality as well. So they're, they're now looking like the Crusader of old, dare I say it, that they've got the artillery up front that it's going to scrum you for penalties, it's going to haul you for penalties. So I, mm. I don't think you can write this Crusader's side off, though, Dagger. Any side that can nah. hang in, they had no right to even be close mm. to this Chiefs side. They made over 200 tackles to the Chiefs 80 mm. odd. So. This Crusader side is still the real deal. I think they need to find their balance. They've been a little bit clunky in their attack, which you know is mm. unheard of saying that about a Crusader side. But I think their kicking game has been inaccurate because we, you know, mm. that back three of the Crusaders is the best in the competition, I believe. Seven Reese, Mr. Farinuku, and Will Jordan. To me, those guys are on absolute fire at the moment. All three of them are in world-class form. They just need to get their kicking game right to create some unstructured opportunities for those three because they're just not seeing the ball in the right areas at the moment. Mm, nice, nice. Love that, Stuart. I totally, to, uh, totally, totally agree with you there. Will Jordan, those fellas can open up the game, mate. We're going we're gonna to talk about your lot, Landers, though, the Highlanders. They've been struggling oh, as of mate, late, just haven't go. quite... <laughs> oh look, we have to, we have to, mate. It's been a tough start for Brownie and Co. But they've had, they've been hit with injuries. Um, you know, the execution has been astray for them as well. Where do they, where do they go now, Joey? Where, where do they have to begin to find some sort of belief that they can put in a, a seventy to a seventy-five minute performance, something that can get them close? Yeah, oh, mate, they're, they're struggling, and I, I haven't seen a, a Highlanders side. Uh, struggle like this since probably 2013 when we went uh, 0-8 uh, to start the season. That, that, there, there's a lot of things going on with the Highlanders at the moment, but they're creating, like, they are creating opportunities. Mm. They're getting themselves yeah. in the right areas. They just can't, they just can't finish. They're, they're trying to force passes. A Highlanders team, when they're, when they're clicking and they're playing really well and the tech's functioning, they're playing at speed, they're positioning really quickly, they're clearing past the ball, and there's just players in motion constantly. At the moment, they're just so clunky. Um, and I think that's due to a couple of things. Um, I, I believe personnel is um, it's just they're, they're struggling to, to get game breakers on the field. Um, you know, you, you take out uh, Jonah Nariki, Solomon Alamalo, um, now Thomas Umunga Jensen, you take those three guys out of that, that Highlanders back line, those are your three game-breaking threats, um, genuine game-breaking threats. And obviously when you take those guys out, they, they have an ability to attract defenders, make offloads, create, and create line breaks. Mm. Now they've, you know, they, they don't really have any game-breakers outside of those three guys. So they're, they're going to really struggle um, to, to break defenses down because... At the moment, yeah, they might build a few phases, but they're just not going anywhere. If anything, they're going backwards um, with their attack. So I, I think Brownie's going to have to really scratch his head, 
dive deep into that mm. creative um, rugby brain of his and try to find a way of, you know, when they do get those opportunities, coming away with some points. And I think also, and I think Mitch will be the first to admit this, he, he's not playing well at the moment, Mitch Hunt, um, mm. for this Highlanders side. And, and when Mitch Hunt isn't playing well, the Highlanders generally aren't going that well either. You know, with, with all sides in New Zealand, they rely so heavily on their 9 and 10 uh, producing the goods. Yeah. At the moment, unfortunately, Mitch, Mitch isn't playing to, to his usual standard that we're used to. So uh, I hope in the next couple of weeks um, he can get that right. And I hope this week against the Wilder Pacific, uh, Pacifica that, that he, can, he can put a performance on at home um, that, you know, that can get this, this side going in the right direction. Because, yeah, it's worrying signs at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I think they've got a great opportunity this weekend um, against the Wilder to, to get their season off, to, you know, off, the, off the donut. Hey Joe, yeah. Joe, one player that um, is sort of fly, you know, is flying under the radar at the moment. Who's who's really impressed you that isn't um, no one's talking about at the moment in the competition? Oh, um, gee, from from all sides, mate. Or, or yeah, probably no one out of the Landers, no one out of my Highlanders. In terms of the whole competition, I I think. Oh, out of the Chiefs, I've been really impressed with uh, Samasoni Takeaho. I think that guy yeah. has just gone from strength to strength. Like last year, you can't underestimate the, the him being exposed to that All Black environment. Last year, we all knew mm. how good a ball carrier, how abrasive, how physical that guy was. But it's the um, it's the core skills that he's built uh, being around that environment that he is dialed right. And on yeah, he missed a couple of throws. Um, in the weekend against the Crusaders, probably underthrew a couple, but that's against a world-class line-out defence. Uh, but that, that guy is, is just going to go from strength to strength, and I, I believe he is going to challenge um, uh, Cody Taylor and, and Dane Coles for that, for that starting jersey come uh, France 2023. He is, he is um, a beast, mate. He is a, a huge man, and one guy, mm. when he's got ball in hand, it's devastating, but on the other side of the ball, he is as devastating, if not if not more so. He can he can hit and he hits you hard. He's one of those guys, Kempi, you know, you know well from your league days is when you run into them it doesn't mm. look like um, they hurt, like they hit you and you stop, but man it hurts. He has got an ability with his, <laughs> with his rock hard shoulders that when he hits you you stay hit. You you know about it every time. Is that is that a bit like that one when when you keep telling me when I went to pop outside DC and you just guessed and absolutely smoked me? Is it like that one? Is it is it Joey? <laughs> <laughs> I got penalised too, mate. Whenever I'm whenever I make a good tackle in my career, I get penalised. It's unbelievable. Wait, tell tell everyone that one that one thing when you got your yellow card. Tell them the look I gave you that day. Oh, <laughs> uh, so when was it? I think it was either it was probably two. I think it was 2017. And um, Richie Mulanga came blind, picked off a couple of uh, up us type five defenders, sort of challenged the line. I, I thought I'd done a really good job of shadowing him across sort of cross field, like given time and space, and I was I was right on. He put a grubber through, so I thought, yeah, that's great work, Joe. You've sort of he's copped out here, gone for a grubber. As he's run past, I've sort of just put a little check on him, Kempi. You know what it's like as a league day, just trying to just trying to hold that runner, and. Um, Boom, <laughs> what do you know? You can't be checking Richie Mawanga, Joey. So what happens? Joey, I get a yellow card. Dagger, 
is right there, my old mate Izzy, and he's going, great stuff, Joey, thanks for that, bud. Well played, mate, give me a bum tap as I'm tail between my legs. I think it was probably 24,000 down here at Forsyth Bar Stadium. And he's just bum tapping me off. I was about to drop him, eh, in the middle of 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 you're a champion, mate. You're a champion, Joey Wheeler. You're a great storyteller and great detail uh, summarising Super Rugby, mate. Absolute champion. I love you, and I look forward to catching up with you very, very shortly. Thank you, Joey. Hey, mate. Uh, go get a couple of strips all day and, uh, and keep those coffees up for the <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. That was Joey Wheeler. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. SCNZ, 27 minutes past 8 o'clock this morning. If you've missed anything from the show, well, head to the SCNZ app or wherever you get your podcasts and tune in. You can still vote in the Choices Forum poll in the app. Just click on our stream this morning and you can vote away there. Some good texts on the Warriors from Richie and Richard. Maybe Richie Blackmore is texting the show on double eight double three. We'll get to those. But tab.co.nz is where we did damage all weekend. And um, I'm not kidding. My most profitable profitable race meet from the whole weekend, and I'm, I'm without a word of a lie, where I made the most money this whole weekend, which wasn't a lot, was the Rangura grass harness yesterday. So that pretty much t- sums it all up. Paulie Mawati, the party's on the line. Paulie? Yeah, yeah we're struggling to keep the doors open after the <laughs> your big weekend, uh, Louie. <laughs> I doubt it, mate. Come on, mate. You, you guys. What about what about Thad Taylor? The audacity for Thad to say uh, after Rock and Horse and, and uh, Levante both run top four. Did you bet? Did you take the fifties for them both to run top four in the power play? What do you think, Thad? What do, What do you think? <laughs> it was it was there for everyone to take. I tell you what, Rock and Horse was very well backed. Um, so there are a number of punters out there who jumped on. I, I think. Uh, the highest, the biggest price that uh, Rocking Horse got out to uh, with us fixed was eighty-one dollars, mm. um, and there were there were plenty of supporters there. I don't know Little Avondale, I think, must have uh, a, a big, big sort of extended family because there were plenty on. Oh, good on them too, Paulie. What about, <laughs> what about the Warriors, mate? Did um, did you have any take any big bets on the Warriors? Because they, mate, they they got they got me fired up to uh, to back them in the first game. Of the season, how how many people actually came in for them? Uh, they were the best back team uh, in round one of the NRL uh, this uh, this uh, well in the first week of the cop. So yeah, the the faithful were out. They jumped on the Warriors. They had a wee bit of a chance in that second half when uh, Sean Johnson just popped that uh, pass to uh, I think it was uh, Katoa. Katoa. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and they hit the lead, and it was like, oh, they're a, they're a chance here, but um, someone's got to learn how to tackle that uh, rubber lover. Crikey. He's a beast. Game. He, was, he was doing a bit of dancing, and uh, but um, we do have a Warriors top eight bonus back promotion, and that goes right through to round four. Just place an NRL top eight finish uh, bet through your TAB account on the Warriors, and if they don't finish in the top eight but finish ninth to 15th, we'll refund your bet up to $50 as a bonus bet. So they haven't got off to the best start, 
uh, but it's a long season. What are they paying? And you can get on the... Uh, right now, let's just have a little boat peep. The Warriors are to finish in the top eight. Seven bucks, eight bucks. Oh, more than that. Nine, what? ten. New Zealand Warriors are five dollars. <sighs> to finish in the eight. To finish in the eight. Thank God we're on radio. <laughs> Where's Kempi gone? Have you see the look on Kempi's face, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Paulie. You guys, you, you made plenty on the weekend. I'm telling you, you made plenty off the Warriors. You made plenty off the new market. And you're only going to throw out $5? Jeez, it's at least worth $30, that one. <laughs> The punters have really grabbed a hold of this promotion and they they were all over the Warriors before the off. They have drifted slightly out to $5 and they've got a big game this weekend against the Gold Coast Titans who almost knocked over the Parramatta Eels on the weekend. They're not called punters. They're not called punters. Call them what they are. They're victims. They're victims. $28. Sorry, 20, not $28. That'd be good. 28 minutes away from nine. Paul, thanks for your time, mate. We'll chat tomorrow. Promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets. To choose from tab.co.nz. We need to get our choices flooring poll settled, done and dusted. Biggest winner from the weekend, Rockin' Horse Newcastle Chiefs or the Australian cricket team, the woman that knocked off the White Ferns. We're also going to catch up with Araha very shortly. But right now, here she is with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, 25 minutes away from 9am this morning. Choices for and poll results in a second. But is and Kemp, the Kempi, there's a couple of uh, great texts here from Richie and Richard on the text line regarding the Warriors. Kempi, you want to have a crack? Yeah, look, morning, lads. In regards to the Warriors, I'm not disappointed in that performance, but agree with Tony Kemp that Cody doesn't like to get tackled. But when he does take on the line, he can be dangerous. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I mean. He's a bit... Enigmatic, and he sort of pops in and out when he wants, and that's for me not a starting position. Would like to see CHT back in the halves and Walsh at fullback and Cody off the bench, and I actually think that's probably the best best place for them. And we also got this one from Richard. He says, G'day, lads. Just a thought on the Warriors. I don't like their chances winning the games money due to the poor preseason build-up, and that's right, because remember they had a game cancelled against the Gold Coast only two weeks ago. Uh, pretty underdone, aren't they? Yep, I agree. Um, we'll need to improve massively this week, though, that's for sure. But everyone focus on their job every minute of the game. That's what Brownie be saying. There should be an improvement, which we'll they'll need against the Titans, mate, because the Titans were unlucky against Parramatta last night. Titans are always there or thereabouts, and they have been trending for a couple of years in the right direction. And here's one for you, Izzy from Brett. Here we go, from Brett. Yep. During round two at the TPC Dagger, only 36 of 60 hit the island green, 19 in the water. Unlucky. I'd be off for a dive to score some probably ones myself. You can rest your head and watch from the couch after the show. Full report up, poor port tomorrow. That's from Brett. Yep, I've been watching. I've got it here live on my TV. TPC Sawgrass, the great hole that is 17, the par three. And uh, yeah, that'll be a tough one. It's only 120 metres, so it should be a pitching wedge. 
for myself, trying to get it there or there or thereabouts. But uh, coming up, we're going to have a wee chat to Aroha. And I think she's been doing a stellar, stellar job all morning. She's got a voice of reason. She's so calm, cool, and collected. And I want to get to know her a bit more uh, after a wee break. We're going to have a wee catch-up with uh, Aroha and looking forward to that, Louis. Yeah, I'll, I'll crank out the choices for him, Paul, mate. I know you're keen to go. I, ne- I know you're absolutely itching to meet Aroha, and I am too. Here's the result, lads. Rockin' horse. What do you got? Rockin' horse. By a long neck over the Chiefs, over the Australian women's cricket team, over the Newey Knights. Uh, propping up the bottom of the table there, Kempe. Like we thought they might be in the NRL. Biggest winner from the weekend in the choices flooring poll. People, you've... See, all the league votes went to Rock and Horse. That's why. Yep, because they love their racing. <laughs> the choices flooring room view program takes the guesswork <laughs> out of the choices, out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. Rock and Horse, the winner of the biggest winner of the weekend choices flooring poll. Aroha. Up after this. How can I explain? Yes, good morning. You listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're 18 away from nine. And right now, we're going to introduce our new member of the SCNZ team, Aroha Hathaway. She's an experienced. I think you want to be easy on the new, though. Used, perhaps. (laughs) Like, you know, in the the car dealership yard, there's like a very big line between the used and the new. No, you're new. new I'm not sure. We love having you on the show. How are you finding it? Enjoying Uh, it? Well, I turned up, which is always the first thing. Can you see me? Oh, God, this is okay. This is too in house. But for anyone who, because you can't can't see what we can see, of course, but I'm new, so I can give you a little description and I can see his little face over there. Look at you. (laughs) I don't see any hangover lines at all. You can see those cows cows jumping them fence. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's his his little girl on the top of them. He won't borrow a horse. (laughs) Oh, no. My kids have been running around all morning. That's why I got distracted before. They were over there doing cartwheels and handstands and yelling. I was like, shut up. No, no, but, apparently um, it's no, quite it's, fashionable it's... to have feral children now. You know, if you face, <laughs> if you follow Jason Wanwar, he's got feral children and that's okay. And how are you enjoying the show? Do you, what, uh, what do you think? Day, day, day one. <laughs> day one. <laughs> Don't pull any punches. I love, I love you guys, but I loved you guys before I got here. You know, I, and <laughs> girls, because I'm a big Kirsty fan, because um, Kirsty was one of my, yes. I want to say kids, but I can't, I keep like, mm. that ages all of us. Well, not you, because you're 12. But, um, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah, I was talking to um, <laughs> Tough. Everybody else here is a child except me. Thank you, and I'll leave now. Rolling myself down. You yeah, absolutely will not. Araha, araha. We need to, mm. um, this is a meet and greet for us and the audience. We're all doing this at the same time. Double eight, double three. If you've got anything no. up close and personal you'd like to know, make sure you send it through. Araha's promised that she'll be happy to answer absolutely I... anything. Now, you're um, obviously had a long career in, in broadcasting. You keep making used and yeah. old jokes, but you're not old at all but you've you're experienced broadcaster so why why sport you love your sport i've always loved sport unfortunately or fortunately mm-hmm. i was raised in a family that was addicted to sport so my mother was a representative softball pitcher and my father was a representative wow. softball coach and uh so i was a softballer first then i and then what and then like i did tries and i've tried to do tries and that ended up in being iron mildy 
which is my mm. way of not Ooh. having to do the full Iron Man. You only have to do half. And, um, <clears throat> but it still sounded cool because it was a full Iron Māori and with Heather Skipwith, who runs mm. it on in the Hawke's Bay, Hastings area. Yeah. And snowboarding because my son's a skier. So we would we had a little house next to Mount Duapehu because we were basically up the mountain all winter. I don't know if he got, got any schooling done, but he was very good at going wow. down snowy surfaces. That's, did that's did you sport. do the whole Iron Māori? Did you do Did you do one leg or did you do the whole oh, thing? The whole my mum's always, I, I started she's trying off. to get me to do it and you, I said, nah, but now I'm going to have to do it. So I might do it one day. Have you done it as part of a team yet? Because once you've done it as a team, you feel like yeah. you are a fraud because people, <laughs> people who are in worse shape than you go past you on the bike and you're only doing the bike and they're like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you only doing the bike, eh? You know, and he's got his pie and his boombox taped on. He's done the whole thing. That's actually a true story. That really happened. Yeah. I was in a team in my first oh. one with Jenny May Coffin, and it was supposed to be Lisa Tharmati, and mm. I only did the bike. And, and Lisa, yeah. Lisa probably done four before you even done you done your bike ride. Well, she turned around and said, "I'm not doing the run. It's too short." Yeah. <laughs> in true Tarumaki fashion Yeah, so we got someone else to do the run um, But the next year I went back Because back I was so much ashamed of only having done one part mm. And when I did the whole thing uh, doesn't, get a, doesn't get enough recognition softball what do, you, what do you think about that in New Zealand? Like we've had, you know, the Jared Martins mm. And the, the uh, Nukunuku brothers and Or the Enukas that's right. You know, do you, do you think that probably it goes under the radar here in the country? And all the Bromheads um, mm. for the women's sport. Yeah, of course it does. I don't know. I don't know whether it's a class thing. Mm. I just don't know if softball somehow in our mentality was put into a different subclass. You don't think of, they can talk for twelve months, you know, play league, and then go play softball and talk, talk twelve real months? Real softballers don't do that. So if you go and talk to Tommy and them, they're all overseas. Oh, is that right? Doing softball all mm. year round. You know, they play on contract um, in Northern Hemisphere. So, I mean, a, a lot of the kids now, and my son just missed the age group to be taking baseball professionally seriously. Mm. Um, he had already fallen in love with softball, even though he was playing both codes. But baseball now gives them a real financial mm. um, 100%. option. Mm. Sir Israel. Awesome, awesome. What about racing? You're going to hear a lot of horse racing. We, we converted Trudy and we nearly got Emma over the line. Are you going to have a wee, have a wee dabble in the horses? See, I, okay. Where I live on the Coromandel Peninsula when I'm not here, I have these two mm. mates, Don and Mr. Gray, and they're oh. about 212. Uh, and their <laughs> favourite thing is... No, no, each. each. <laughs> and um, their favourite thing is to go to the office, which is code for the TAB. And um, yeah. I always tell them to put a dollar each way on anything that has a colour in the name. So if it's Rainbow Pony or Pink's... <laughs> Red Dazzles, yes. Boots. Red Zell, you would have made a, a lot. Black Flag, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's about as far, that and sitting in the car outside the pub waiting for my granddad was about as far as horse racing got me. I've got great news. I've got I can do that? Absolutely great news. You're going to put me in the back of a car? Araha's first official oh, SENZ TAB punt this weekend. 
the New Zealand Oaks, the perfect pink. He's a Yes, the perfect. And it's a decent chance. And it's going to probably be our favourite. Yeah. And I'm we're gonna... so sorry. That sounds a bit naughty, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I want to put my first bet on something that's perfectly pink because. <laughs> sounds like the fantasy. Woo! It's not as good in real life. It sounds like Izzy's feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Are there any brown oh, horses? Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> Cheers, goodbye. No, no, not, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Um, so what? the the question for us and for me is the the producer of the show, Araho, is every morning we used to do. Trudy's you're starting to look like you're trying to back, like be nice to me. Tr- what? No, 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 what? no, no, no. We used to do Trudy's World, and then Trudy departed. And I, <laughs> I, and I need, and I really, we need sense and sensibility to mm. be brought to the show. A bit of, well, uh, wahine wisdom, we'll put it, um, because we can lose the plot from time to time. So I would love to get you your own little part of the show where we can do an, an yes. Arahas type. I don't know. But my life experience is telling me that every man listening and probably all of the women hate being told what to do by another no. woman. No, my they father, love it. My they fa- love the show. Really? Well, you know, that's... They do. I, they do actually you, love I, it. I think, it, I think, you know, if you were talking maybe back in my day, that was probably true. Because I'm looking at you, eh? I'm so He hates pink boots Now they wear pink boots and they dye their hair pink, so you're fine. <laughs> because I'm a liberal one, Right. So Great. I'm I'm okay to be told what to do, <laughs> but if you <laughs> and we're back to the pink ponies. Oh. So okay, well you want me to tell you what to do, but every truck driver in town is gonna. Oh. It's like when I worked on Good Morning and we had Asta. We used, every, like every four minutes would be like, I really like to look at her, but can you tell her to stop talking quite so much? I you know I leave home so that my wife doesn't have to yell at me. Every times day. are times are changed out of heart. You're going to be a big part of the show. We're going to find you your own slot. We'll workshop what exactly it looks like, but a big welcome from us and Thank all you. of the SEN. Yes. May I bring my snowboard and my bat? Thank you. No, yeah. my hot and my. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, there you go. Aroha. That is a, a wonderful welcome this morning. Uh, hi, my, and we'll be back after this with sm- not Smithy, actually. It's not, it's Ricardo. It's not Smithy. Force of habit. Oh. Force of habit. Ricardo's up after this on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are eight minutes away from nine. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.